Introducing the Corner Booth, a football podcast covering the latest trends and news in college football and the NFL. Here are your hosts, Jared and Mark. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Welcome to the Corner Booth Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Clem, alongside my man, the returning co-host, Mr. Mark Riley. We're back. I'm dead. The Sixers are dead. It's tough. Talk Jeez, about... Who yeah. could have predicted this happening? Uh, you didn't. You didn't predict it this exactly terrible I, way. Well, I said the Raptors were going to beat them in the second round. So, you know, I was going to well, be... Well, yeah, so did a million people in the world, but they didn't predict it to go down to four damn doinks. We got the double doink in the Chicago Bears fun. game. Way to rip off Barstool Fran's motto. What, the doinks? She literally was on the Barstool Snapchat or Instagram story yelling about it. It was hilarious. Cause I, I love, you know, Fran's the best. Like Fran is the best. If we could ever reach out to one person from Barstool, it'd be Smitty or Fran or yeah, Fran, I would, I would be, I wouldn't even know what to say to Fran. I'd be so nervous. Oh no, I would, I would probably hit on her accidentally. And then, <laughs> even though the fact she's been like, I guess, cause I follow her on Instagram. I think she's been like in a relationship like four years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, great radio like air quotes accidentally accidentally well i mean come on eagles fan beautiful broadcast uh, po- a podcast genius I'll, I'll take it but as i slug down my sip of sunshine uh nectar of the gods um so yeah we had a, we're this is gonna be a very basketball-esque show today folks we you know we talked a lot of nfl draft our last episode so starting off right now we got to talk about the quadruple doink the Sixers, of course, just, you know, you know what, Mark, I got to give them credit, though. They gave the Raptors a run for their money the entire series. And at one point, I thought the Sixers were going to win that series multiple times, not one time, multiple times. And it just it, it so I got to give them credit in that aspect. But when it comes down to it, they were very evenly matched teams, even though. Philadelphia has clearly more talent, at least in the starting five. Their bench, you can go either way between uh, Toronto and Philly. But, I mean, unfortunately, Philly had the best player. I mean, Toronto had the best player on the floor. And with the last shot of the game, the best player on the floor took it. And quadruple doinked it in. But it was insane, though. Like I remember watching it, 4.2 seconds. was really worried. I mean, in basketball, it feels like a lifetime. Oh, yeah. And he shot it, and it went up, and it was like the whole. I swear, even this in the arena, there were, you couldn't hear. Uh, it was literally complete dead silence. And the second doink, I was like, "Oh, it, there's no way it's bouncing again." Even the other on the angles, like it bounced backward. Like how did the fact that that bounced backward, then bounced again forward? That, oh God, I was sitting there. My uh, two roommates and my buddy was come came to watch the game, and we just nobody said a word. We just were like. Did that actually happen? Then you got Embiid. We, obviously, we can get to that. But it was a hell of a series. Um, Sixers went up 2-1. That was exciting. And then they struggled the next two games to make it 3-2. Got it to Game 7. I didn't really think they were going to win Game 7. The overall Game 7 kind of felt like a college basketball game. There was a lot of missed shots. A lot of, I mean, good open shots. But nobody was making anything except for Kawhi in the second half just going off for I forget how many points. I think he had 40-something. I wouldn't be surprised. I think he had 41 maybe. Um, Dude the Beast, he single-handedly runs that team. They run through him. So kudos to the Raptors, but I'm definitely rooting for the Bucs after that series. Uh, you know what? I am too. Well, the Bucs also were my, my pick for the whole thing. So as crazy as I sound saying that, but I had my reasons. Not just because our our bet on Golden State not winning the whole thing rides on the Bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what we bet. We'll have to go back to the archives of the original episodes to talk about it to find out what we actually bet. But I like I don't know. Like now, you know, of course we got breaking news about Kevin Durant, which we'll talk about in a little bit when we talk about the Warriors series. But then we just, of course, me and Mark were talking about before the show, you have Jimmy Butler saying, oh, I'm going to get a max contract wherever I go. That leads well, he said he, No, he said he, fingers crossed, knock on wood, he hopes to be able to get a max contract. That's wherever he not like. the way I just read it on the Bleacher Report. Yeah, when I heard it, he said, he, he said, knock on wood, I 
see myself being able to get a max contract wherever he goes, which he showed that he's good, but he didn't show like that he can do what Kawhi did. Oh no no no! So, Here's I, Jimmy Butler is <sighs> a guy you want on your team, but a guy you don't want to pay for. I don't want. Well, I mean, maybe it's because you know I have PTSD as I wear all my Timberwolves gear because the lottery's tonight. And, you know, we've got a three percent chance of getting Zion, so I. I, I'm sitting here with my fingers crossed and everything, just hoping to the basketball gods to do us a solid here. But the thing about Jimmy Butler, and I'm going to try to take my Timberwolves fan bias out of this. I've been a Timberwolves fan even before Jimmy Butler was even in high school. So I look at Butler. He's a good – he's a solid player offensively. Defensively, one of the top ten best players, like, for what you get offensively. As a two-way player, he's top five. Leonard's the only guy I can clearly put ahead of him. And maybe Durant, LeBron in his prime. Like, you know, you keep going down the list. But what I love, Butler, the one thing that makes me never want him is his chemistry problem. Team chemistry to me is a huge thing. We saw in any sport, you see what chemistry does for locker rooms. Like, there is no this play, what we've seen in the past couple of years is, there is no such thing as plug and punch, plug, fill holes here with insert X guy here. That doesn't exist. It's not like NBA 2K or like, you know, NBA Street where you got five guys who have nothing. Like, there's got to be chemistry. There's got to be some kind of like, oh, he knows him from some reason. Oh, these guys' styles mesh. We saw it with Oklahoma City last year when they had Melo. I arguably back then actually could still play basketball somehow. And then, you know, Paul George and Westbrook and that team on paper should have been a three seed and a threat at the Warriors. Instead, their their asses kicked out in the first rounds by a team that's a one man show. So to me, Butler is the issue. I think now our boy Cowherd has said multiple times that you know, every like the the they should get rid of MB, they keep Butler, keep Harris, keep Ben Simmons. I will push a counterpoint. Go get another shooting guard because there's a couple that are on the market this year, including <clears throat> Clay Thompson. Um, keep Embiid, keep Simmons, keep Harris. I don't. The dumbest thing I ever heard is Harris deserves a max contract. That's the he's not a max contract player. Tobias Harris is a solid B plus player. I would love him on Minnesota playing small forward first. Get Wiggins out of there. Or whatever. It doesn't matter. But at this end of the day, with Butler, and this just comes back to the whole point about the team chemistry. I always felt, like with the 76ers, as I finally make my point after rambling for five minutes, that the Sixers had this kind of glue work together. Like, oh, great. We got Simmons and Embiid. All right, we just sent away Covington and Sarge. We got Jimmy Butler. Great. Oh, let's add Tobias Harris. And it's just like, it never felt cohesive. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It definitely didn't, but it, it started to come along. It felt like toward the, like that that series in general. And the only thing I would say is, as much as Butler can be a problem, he kind of was the more of a leader. And you, you could, when you hear the mic'd up things, he was good. And he's what the Sixers needed. They need that oomph guy. They need because Ben Simmons doesn't have it. Embiid can bring as much personality as he wants, but they need a basketball, absolute baller like Butler. Tobias Harris couldn't hit a clutch shot in that whole entire series. Tobias um, Harris is the most overrated player in this league. He's I wouldn't say great, that because he, he, gets, he doesn't get as much praise. He's a great player, overrated. but I just – I can't <laughs> – it's, it's, it's hard for me to ignore the fact that when I look at Tobias Harris, I just see this guy who's got good skills and is a good player, but he's a three. On an ideal situation, he is a three. In a, a good team, he's a two. T- for, so Philadelphia's in a great position because Embiid's your one, Simmons is your two, Harris is your three. I say don't get rid of Jimmy Butler. Go use that max contract. Go see if Clay wants to come to Philly because Clay fits that situation perfectly. Yeah, but Clay's not going to leave if KD leaves. 
You don't know that. If KD leaves, which is supposed it's to be 100% happen. happening, it's... he's going to New York, Kyrie's going to New York, there's no reason Clay's going to want to leave Steph and Draymond. That's like only, what he I've probably heard, wants to so, go back to. I've heard a couple things. I've heard this from her, the her, I've heard from Joe Taylor, a couple of people. And it's that the only way he's really like he's done in Golden State and they have no shot is if they shortchange him. Yeah. So if Philly drops a max contract at Clay's feet and goes, hey, listen, here. We'll give you Max. We don't got to pay anybody else besides Tobias, and if we convince Tobias to stay with Clay, there you go. But yeah, I agree. I I mean, that would be an ideal situation for you, I'm just saying. But I would love the Timberwolves to get Clay because he'd fit us perfectly too. But, you know, that's not going to happen. It so. just sucks because they were uh, the four bounces away from overtime and possibly going to the East the finals. Like, it's not but like this team needs to – Smoked by not even true, dude. The Bucks mad. We match up. We have a better like like Ka- Kawhi was more of a matchup problem than Giannis will be, even though Giannis is a matchup problem for any any team. But like Giannis can't isn't a threat from outside like Kawhi was. Like our guys were guarding everyone from three point like other than um uh, Pascal what's his name? Um uh, uh, the, Pas- the, the the dude number forty three. Whatever Siakam. Yeah, the- uh Siaka, yeah. Yeah, like he's I love that dude, him. by the way. He just came out of nowhere and has just been like just balling. I oh, love yeah. it. He's gonna be good. I think he's a year away from being exactly what the Raptors need if Kawhi we stays. We can even there. talk later about like is Kawhi gonna stay? Because I honestly think Kawhi's best opportunity to be what he wants is in Toronto. It's either Toronto or the Clippers, in my opinion. Because everyone's like, oh, goes- don't sell out the Lakers. I'm like, why would Kawhi want to go play with the guy he resents for what Kawhi hates super teams. He's like, he's the, he like, he, like, that's the one thing I've heard multiple times is Kawhi does not want to start a super team. That's not how he does this thing. Yeah. He's already got his title. He wants to be, make his own legacy, make his own team and win it organically. Kawhi is the anti super team guy. He's the anti LeBron. He's quiet. He's odd. He's not charismatic. He's just he is so strange. He's strange. He hits clutch shots. <clears throat> LeBron taking the shot. Um, Dude, Max and, Kellerman might have been the happiest human being in the world when Kawhi made that shot. I know. I just, you know what? Listen, I mean, I, 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 lo- I felt bad for you because I know how much. And, I, and honestly, here's the thing. I love the 76ers when Jimmy Butler leaves. My hatred of Butler makes it so hard to root for them. So it's like. I don't know. I just, I'm scared if we do get rid of Butler and don't get anybody and keep Tobias who. It's just he like, can shoot, but he can't really – he's not a playmaker. Like, we need somebody that's going to be able to get the ball and get after it every once in a while, and that's what Butler we're brought. We're going to see what the free agent class looks like because, I mean, ever anything can really happen. I mean, look, you even hear, like, reports about the Lakers trading LeBron. Now we'll go, we'll touch on it later. It's yeah. pretty much a basketball podcast, folks. So you guys are looking for football or baseball, you're really not going to get it right next. So my Diamondbacks just keep on winning. They did, they did lose a couple games this weekend, but in the last week, but you know what? We're still in second place, and we're still top ten in every power ranking on the board. So I'll take it. But anyway, I digress. Back to basketball. Next series we got to talk about is we got to talk about uh, Houston Golden State. Boy, I've I've never been more of a fair weather Golden State fan in my life, dude. All this hatred towards the Warriors, and I became a hatred hater of the Rockets. I because- hated the Rockets since they released that stupid fucking report right before our draft show. That drove me insane. And the thing is, and I, I agree with you, I've always had love for KD since he was at Texas. And I didn't even hate him that much when he was in Golden State. And LeBron has made me go full on back to the KD bandwagon. I have, like, if tomorrow morning by some miracle of the gods, KD comes to play, but they've got to get rid of Wiggins and, like, any other, and he just wants to play with Towns, I would say, Sure, I will buy a Kevin Durant authentic game jersey for 250 bucks and season tickets. You know why? Because I love Durant. He's a fucking killer. He's one of those kind of like, you know, everyone gets on him for going to the Golden State. But at the end of the day, he did what LeBron did. I mean, yeah, maybe it's not as many wins. But he just, he picked the best team and went to it and has cleaned up his two titles and possibly run him for a third. And you want to talk about, oh, he just piggybacked? He didn't piggyback. He got finals MVP both years. He was the difference maker that took them from a team that can be beat in the finals to a juggernaut 
that you have to pray somebody gets hurt to beat. So, and Houston was our only hope that Golden State, in the West, that Golden State was, but now Katie apparently, by the way, this was released today, I heard it from multiple sources, SNY, you know, ESPN, Fox Sports 1, whatever. Kevin Durant's going to miss game one, possibly two and three. Now, I want to pitch you a situation here. Everyone's talking about how Golden State is better without Kevin Durant record-wise. What is the one thing that Portland has? What is their strength? It's their guards, right? They, CJ, they have a matchup for Clay and Steph. Exactly. Like, you give me KD. KD would dominate that series because he doesn't have anybody that would stop him. Exactly. And, but it's still and here's one more thing. Steph and Clay. Yeah. Like that. I. That's where I get so frustrated with this whole Warriors thing. And I also. I, I swear I was kind of rooting for the Warriors because for some reason I've liked them since like. I mean I'm not saying I'm a fan at all. I'm not trying to sound like I'm. I I'm loved jokingly, them back when they had Baron Davis and Monte Ellis. So you know. I like, just, I loved when the beginning of this Warriors team started because back when I played basketball back in the day, I was just a three-point pull shooter no matter what. And when I watched Clay and Steph when they first started like dominating, I was like, this is awesome. This is the kind of basketball I like because I could relate. Obviously not that well. but And you got Jackson. Shout out Jackson uh, with belly up and you know, he has his Bruins can go fuck themselves. But uh, – <laughs> <laughs> um, like he was just nobody wants to give that Warriors team before KD got there any credit, even though they lost to LeBron and then they really beat LeBron, but they lost LeBron. Uh, the Warriors, the Rockets had their chance. KD got hurt last year. Chris Paul got hurt. Oh my God, Warriors got lucky. The Rockets would have won that series. The Rockets had reverse roles this year. KD, best player in the league, gets hurt, and they don't even make it to a game seven. Like, that's the ridiculous. And well, Steph had zero points in the first and half. And you have to really talk about Harden in the senses. Everyone was so sold. I know you're a Russell Westbrook truther, as that's what you call yourself, and it's just the most asinine thing I've ever heard. But can we really separate Harden from Russ? Because... Yes, because players kind of want to go play with him. Just a little bit. I don't... Besides Chris Paul, really, who has? I mean, I'm being serious. I guess I feel like he's just a more likable person than Russ. He's as weird as Russ is. Even Russ, though I'm starting to hate, I'm starting to not like Harden now because of his stupid flop fouls. Well, here's 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 why a guy like me who came from like a blue collar background kind of sees Russ. Maybe it's my background. Like I, I you know, I played a more blue collar style of basketball because that's kind of how I grew up. I played playground ball before I played like in the gym. So to me, I like Russ's tunnel vision, attack the basket. Kick out, kick out the three-point shooters, kind of style. He's intense as hell. I'm I, intense as hell. No shit. You listen to the podcast. I don't like. I think I would agree with that, but oh. Here's the thing. I know you how much you hate Russ. Here's I'm going to get to why. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to get to why because I'm going to argue what you just are arguing. Here's the thing about Harden that I just don't like. He's part of this whole analytics bullshit. That's reducing bas- that, that they're trying to reduce basketball to threes, dunks, and layups. You want to okay? So I heard a stat, and, and Colin Coward said this yesterday, and I saw it myself. I actually looked up the stat line. C.J. McCollum, who had over 30 points for the Blazers in their Game Seven win, you know what? Like I think it was like I think it was 19 of those points or something more. What mid range or something? Mid range jumpers. Basketball. Is the is just basketball is like any other sport. As as much as you try to get numbers down to try to analyze the game, you can't because humans are humans. Yeah, I mean, I dude, I love CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum is growing fast. Is one of my like just like a well, like love, he hit the three. I love Dane. Well, yeah, I, I I like both of them. I wish they would have some help on that team other than just them two. Uh, I mean, you got Narkis that got hurt, but. Um, but you're to rewind just a little bit to your, I'm I, dude, I really am not, I've, well, I've been already just, kind of been off the wall with uh, Harden this year because what he's just, doing statistically so is insane. Odd, dude, it's just, it's like, and like, there's all these reports, like he's really kind of like a party animal in Houston. He's not really like, you know, like he's just all the, he's just an odd dude too. And 
I feel like he's more about he doesn't have like I just don't see Harden with that killer instinct. Yeah, that, he's kind of got that Simmons, but he can shoot the hell out of the ball. He yeah, but he he's like everyone was giving Harden all this credit, but the one thing he never sold me on Harden, and why when they got rid of him and they kept Serge Ibaka and Durant and Westbrook, I was like, I get it. It's because I think Sam uh who, who Sam Presti had an idea, because Harden West Westbrook and Durant. For all their differences and faults and whatever, both have a killer instinct. You can see it in Russ. If Russ could get his three-point shooting to even NBA average, he would be a top-five player again. But he doesn't. If he can just fix that three-point shot, he'd be in like his efficiency. It's not a hard thing to fix. I think that's one thing I hope he works on the offseason. Hopefully him and PG, because now they're they're like heterosexual life partners, they're going to actually try to figure that out. <laughs> but with Harden... His the my problem with Harden is not even something with his game. Maybe he shoot chucks up too many threes, but it's the flopping, it's his attitude, it's how he's just he's just an odd dude, and it doesn't seem like he has the like Chris Paul has got a kid. You Chris Paul, nobody questions the dog in Chris Paul, but with James Harden, I I kind of get the same vibe. I, like I said, I get with like Ben Simmons, Andrew Wiggins, these these younger guys. Who don't have that, I'm going to go for your throat and throw a three up in your face. That Kobe Bryant, KG, Jordan kind of trait that you look for with, the, with your A-type guy. And to me, the Rockets' window's closed. Because Paul's 35 by the by the start of next season. And they're stuck with his contract. James Harden, they got to pay him out the wazoo. I, I mean, I don't know. I just that's This is why I'm like starting to like it. This series kind of screwed Harden's legacy a little bit because it's like the third time in a row he's gotten like bounced in the second round. They play a good, easy team in the first round and they get they get whooped by the Warriors and because Harden chokes in the yeah. biggest moments. I mean, like I said, the Rockets definitely had their chance this year. It was their year to do it. They they're they if they do the same thing again with the same guys, then they're just going to run the same problems. But they might hold on for a year just in case KD leaves. Maybe they just played them without KD. But I'm still going to go back to my – because you know me. I always got to go back to my roots, and you brought up Westbrook and the truther. And real quick, because I realized why I don't like him, and it's why I stopped – I started to not like Harden now these days. When Harden did the whole, I just want a fair chance, man. You know, I just want a fair – like, shut up, Harden. Like, you try to get every foul in the world, so don't give me this fair chance bull crap, and you're pretty much cheating the system. Well, that's the other Two, thing. Hold on real quick, real quick. Okay. Two, the Westbrook thing is I love his grit and his intensity and, like, how hard of a and skilled player he is. It's just he also does the whole, like, he doesn't want anybody touching him or no next question, next question, all that stuff. Like, dude, if you're going to be this, like, awesome, like, stud athlete and, like, not get to the promised land, I can't have you going out there acting like you're this deserving of acting like your shit doesn't stink or something like that. Like, you need to earn that respect of winning something other than just getting triple doubles all year and then going into media and be like, Oh, screw you guys. Like, I don't have time for you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's where I think I lose them because like, who are you to just sit here and just bash the world when you can't get past the first round with your disposable top five talent in PG. All right, relax, breathe. I see your point. I see what you're saying. I do see what you're saying. Like that's the only argument I really have anymore. Because, like, yes, Russell Westbrook is a hell of a player. Like, there's no reason why a team shouldn't want him other than the antics of what are you going to get? Is he just going to – I mean, he's got obviously going to give you 110% on the court, but it doesn't mean it's always the best 110%. You know what? I think this season was kind of an odd season because we knew what was happening in the offseason. We had LeBron miss the playoffs. We have – injuries we have Durant we have the weird trade with Jimmy Butler it was just an odd NBA season to start with and it's about to get even crazier after because Zion is going to go to some team we're going to find out in about a half hour who's uh, 25 minutes who Zion's going to fingers crossed for my Timberwolves folks we have a three percent chance I don't even care if we get number one if we get number two and get John Morant or even three I'm happy I think there's three teams that have a legitimate – four teams that have a legitimate chance, regardless of what the percentages say. And it's the Knicks just because the NBA world would go crazy. If we're going to say it's rigged, which there's a chance it could be, the Knicks, the Cavs, the Lakers, and the Bulls are the teams that I could see somehow snagging that. Just because the Cavs have a story because he'd be like LeBron. The Knicks because it's the New York. 
the Lakers just because that would be hilarious because they have like such a small chance. And then the Bulls just because that franchise is when that franchise is good, that franchise. I'm gonna throw you. Makes... I'm gonna throw you two more Bulls and Hawks. That's why I said Bulls. Bulls. Oh, one. you said Bulls. Okay. Bulls sorry. is my fourth one. And then Hawks. Hawks would be wild because everyone said him and Trey Young. Come and on. And John Collins. Who's and John Collins. Us. Come on. That room would get some serious abuse. I but, love it. Well, they're saying is there's talk that the Knicks get the first pick that he, it actually might get this traded. This is the next thing I want to touch Davis. on. The next thing I want to touch on quick before we go well, at the end of the show we're gonna break down the conference finals and what we think is gonna happen. But like, can we just talk about the stupidity of the New York Knicks for one minute? Holy shit. Can we just start with how Anthony Davis isn't even the best player in his own position? Two, what is he? Is he a power forward or center? I can never figure it out with him. I mean, at that point, it doesn't really matter. Who gives a shit? But anyway, he's injury prone. He's quiet. He doesn't really sell tickets. He's got uh, his star appeal really isn't there. The whole Anthony Davis is a freak of nature vibe kind of dropped off when he kept getting injured. I would take, and this is not fan bias, I would take a bunch of big, here are the big men I would take over him. Porzingis, Towns, Embiid, um, a healthy boogie, keyword healthy, uh, Jokic, of course, and I could keep going down the list here. But see, I think the only argument that is, is that he's been in a Pelican uniform. Like, there's nothing special about that team, regardless. Like, At I think actually in New York, that would be. They had Drew Holiday and they had Boogie. Okay. And, and yeah, and it still is New Orleans and nobody cares about, for some reason, the Pelicans. Well, like, Anthony Davis in New York would be, with if, if Kyrie and Kevin Durant, which is supposedly the rumors are almost 100% sure they're going to pay them whatever, um, James Dolan's going to actually be a good owner for some reason and pay good players. I don't know. But if the, if the Pelicans were to trade the first pick, which would be Zion, if they get it and uh, if the Knicks get it and Kevin Knox, if I'm the Pelicans, I'm taking that trade in a second. I just, I, I, I would just... take Zion and Kevin Knox for Anthony Davis, who doesn't even want to be there. The Knicks would be the ones that you'd be like, Oh, I mean, if the Knicks get KD and Kyrie and you get Anthony Davis, I would probably but risk. Think about the Knicks Zion. with Katie, Zion, and Kyrie. Holy shit! You want to talk about ticket sales, dude? I'm buying season tickets for the fucking. I'm not Knicks worried now. about ticket sales, dude. I think AD would just. I, just, I think I he's more like ready it. to win I a championship stupid. than It's stupid Zion. to me. It's stupid. I think it's the only situation that would make sense to trade the first pick. The only situation, and I'm not saying that it should happen, but if we had to pull strings, I think the only team that would. So you're trying to play devil's advocate to what I'm saying because it's the only thing that would actually make sense. Because, I mean, obviously nobody should ever pass up on Zion other than teams that really don't have a fit for him, even though he can create his own fit, whatever we think. I mean, like, John Morant's the only thing. Like, if you need a guard that needs to run the point and can shoot a little bit, you go get, like, you go get a John Morant. That's literally why I said if Minnesota got the two, number two pick, I wouldn't hate my life anyway. But Because we got John Morant, I'd be like, he's perfect for Minnesota. But I don't what? hate if only and it's only if KD and Kyrie are in a New York Knicks uniform next year, I think they should trade for AD. I That's don't. The only way. That's the only way. If they don't have either one of them, then screw that. Keep Zion and start your franchise with him. But if you have those two guys and you bring AD, that team is a force to be reckoned with in the East. Oh, by the way, there is a rumor. Apparently, Barstool broke this and a couple other sites. We're going to go off topic for a little bit because this point is pretty much wrapped up before we move to the series. Sorry, we haven't. We haven't. We're doing these sparingly, so we're gonna we're gonna ramble. Yeah, we're gonna ramble. But apparently, there's a rumor that the NCAA is looking into trying to get the whole likeness thing away, so they can bring back NCAA 20. Now, or NCAA 20, whatever like year they can get it started. But they're trying to figure out a way to around it so they can use the play to start the games again. Now, if y'all remember NCAA 2000, what was it? 14 with 14 Rob- was the last one. With Robinson on the cover. Yeah. The last one I had was Crabtree on 10. But that's how old that's how old this shit is. But I'm excited. I really hope that they do instead of like 21 or 20 or whatever. That would be insane to me. I would love to see college football back on my Xbox. But- I don't even care. Um, 
I only care because it's like the last game was on 360 or PS3. Like that's all I care about. Like you don't have to make a new one every year because you can get away of updating rosters. I just want the game like every three, every two or three years, update it. Yeah, like I don't care about anything other than just being able to play it on the new feature you have. Like be like these AAA games, like um game I'm playing right now, like um. Ghost Recon Wildlands just updated their thing. Their their sequel's coming out in October, but they release like a new DLC every like six months to keep you entertained. They update the game, they change it, whatever. Do something like that where you keep adding new rosters, add maybe even have an update for a game mode. It's the way gaming's turned into, but this is great. Because now if I want to see my if I want to play my Miami Hurricanes and see if Tate Martell actually can do some shit, like Oh my God! Or like have my boy Nicosi Perry, like you know, play quarterback. Then I can, or I can you know like see what would happen if I actually took control of a Miami Hurricanes franchise, like Dynasty mode. Like I miss Dynasty mode so much. You have no idea. It, like oh, I feel kills. you on that, dude. I was oh, like, I think the Heisman. Come on, man. I'm pretty sure right now I'm on like because I still occasionally I have my 360 with that game NCAA 14 that I still have. Like I think I'm West Virginia in year like 13. I'm not even kidding. I've literally I have, played that many seasons. So I had 10. I sold it when I, because I had, I sold it like the week after I had a running back from North Carolina because Miami and Oregon and USC didn't recruit me. So all I had left was North Carolina was the top school that recruited my creative player. I won the Heisman three times. I won a national title in North Carolina three times and four bowl wins. Max Doc Walker award winner four times. It's crazy I, how well, excited that made us back in the day. Too. I know, right? I I smashed every running back record possible, and like I made North Carolina football relevant. Like I remember I, sitting in my high school or middle school, whatever class it was, just being. I think it was. I mean, regardless of when it was, just sitting well, there at the end of the day and well, be like, "Can't wait to go home." Can't wait we to go home. To college. Yeah, that's right. It was my freshman year. I just remember being like, "I can't wait to go back and play NCAA." It's crazy how. I used to get it every year for my birthday in September. It was just like a normal thing. And then when that didn't happen, it was one of those things like you didn't believe it wasn't going to actually come out. And then it didn't. We were like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, I remember well, when they stopped doing on? NCAA uh, basketball first. Yeah, they did that first. Yeah. Well, because they had Ke- Kevin Love was the last cover athlete. No, it was it was Blake Griffin on 2010. I still have that one, too. Oh, it was Blake Griffin. OK, his last one I remember get, playing was with Kevin Love. That's my bad. I but, mean, either way, yeah, it's still great games. That was the one before. But either way, this is awesome. Now, folks, we, we've we've covered a lot of storylines from this playoff run. I First off, one last thing I want to talk about is what in the actual shit is going on with the Lakers? Holy Moses. They just hired Frank Vogel. I think it was Monday they hired him. I got the update. No, Saturday, actually. I was at the brewery with two of my buddies, and... After Ty Lue turned down. Okay, first of all, the Ty Lue contract drives me crazy because they offered him a three-year deal. Essentially, they offered him a deal like, we'll have you until your boy LeBron leaves and then you're gone. And they all, I think they shorted him on money too. And can we, so by the way, we're just going to ignore this because everyone can see the stupidity and insulting a championship winning coach. Even if it was with LeBron. Ty Lue is still a good coach. Like, if the Timberwolves offered Ty Lue a contract tomorrow, I'd be like, sold. I'll take it. But anyway, we I digress. So we move to the fact that now you have LeBron's boy. Ty Lue just got rejected. You now have Phil Jackson, who is a Kobe guy and also was a LeBron hater, who was the one who recommended Frank Vogel. Vogel's not necessarily been the best coach. X's and O's wise, he honestly was able to negate LeBron a lot. He gave LeBron a ton of headaches when he was in Miami, when he was coaching Indiana with Paul George and those teams. But what I'm saying is, then, then, then to make this even worse, they bring in Jason Kidd as an assistant, like the like he's like the second coach. Well, he was the he's been like no, the only coach they were signing is if they were gonna have Jason Kidd be the back like assistant, like because that was what's happened with Ty Lue. It's very 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 odd how this it's, whole thing. Well, because Jay Kidd and LeBron are kind of like LeBron and him are really I guess are cool. It's a weird setup. Well, Vogel's and, just getting screwed. Basically. Vogel's getting screwed, and if, second of all. She's like, what the fuck is going on with this team? 
Like, we're like seven years or eight years removed from the Lakers being like winning two two titles in three years, Kobe and Gasol running the shit, and now I'm just kind of like, what the fuck? And I like the Lakers. I always kind of had a little love for the Lakers because I loved Kobe. I always had love for Magic, Will, Jerry West, Shaq. But God. the Lakers are not the Lakers right now, and it's of norm. My one buddy is a diehard, and he's like, I can't believe nobody wants the Lakers job, and he's like, I can't believe Tyloo. Like, I can. Why would anybody want to join that crap? It's such right a now? clusterfuck. Yeah. And Jeannie Buss has no idea what the hell she's doing anymore. Well, she's also listening to the Rambus family. Who, okay. who the hell? Like, Let's remember Kurt Rambis as the Timberwolves head coach. He's listening, to, he's listening to Kurt Rambis' wife. Lin, who the fuck is Linda Rambis? I'm being dead ass right now. I don't know. must be hell persuasive. Oh, my God. It just doesn't make sense to me. And apparently, according to Bill Plaschke, this was on, he was on the Dan Levitard show, and he was talking to your boy, and with your boy Stu Gotts, and... He was talking about how Lakers management is giving essentially her one more year. Because if this shit continues, which I think it will, who? and it's they're giving it's, who one more year? They're gonna they're giving Jeannie Buss one more year. How? I I don't know how she owns the team. <laughs> I know, but they're talking about like raising some hell. They got rid of Jim and uh, Jesse Buss. Well, like, it's because they, they didn't feel like continue. doing it anymore, and then she's trying to stand up for her dad, which I respect completely. She just I do doesn't too, know but she's, she's doing it the wrong way, and this is the problem. Dr. Buss, rest in peace, one of the greatest owners of any sports franchise ever, knew how to run a team. When he was around, when he was the owner of the Lakers, that team, over his stretch, won five titles. He is a great – and when you talk about the Matt Rushmore of owners – He's up there with Steinbrenner and um, Robert Kraft and, you know, <laughs> right in our back, back in the day. Like, I mean, you, you keep going down the list. And at the end of the day, I just, I don't think Arbach was owner. I'm like pulling names out of my ass right now. I, I just don't Either way, say, either way, I know what you're getting at. Like, this is a legendary know, franchise that has had a great ownership. Which was the last year the Lakers won the playoffs, ironically. And unfortunately, Jeannie just doesn't look like it's the same. It's the same old telltale story. The dad makes the empire and the kid runs it into the ground. And I mean, it's it's going to happen in TV shows, movies, in real life, too. And to me, unfortunately, until Jeannie Buss is gone, I'll see uh, the whole Buss family is gone. I'm talking about wiped off the map when it comes to Lakerdom as like money. But not actually having a say, unfortunately, the Lakers are not going to be. And also, I think the, the, the LeBron experiment, they need to just drop this. Well, I think we can pump the brakes on the LeBron. He went through one year. We'll see what happens. I, okay. two, if after two years, it's the same story, then yeah. I agree. But the thing is, is that this wouldn't even be a thing if LeBron wasn't there. Like when the Lakers just sucked because they were young and had no – people anymore after Kobe, it was like, oh, they're rebuilding. Now LeBron's there. The whole world thinks that they're supposed to be a powerhouse again, which it's because it's the Lakers, and they have the purple and gold, and that's just the way their organization's always been. But now LeBron's there. Everyone expects winning now, and LeBron doesn't seem to care. He's all – I mean, I don't think he wants to leave L.A. just because he's like, shit, this is where I want to be just because of outside reasons. All this not basketball. But well, Honestly, if I, was, if I was the Lakers, I'd be like, dude, chill out during the season. Like, do your barbershop bullshit TV show offseason. Do all that yeah, crap I don't know who they're going to – this offseason is huge for them. I don't – I mean, there's talks about LeBron getting traded even to the Sixers for Simmons. Like – I heard that too, and I'm like, uh, huh? I mean, because, the process with LeBron would be crazy. And honestly, LeBron in Philly, I'd be kind of hyped for that shit. I mean, that would be wild. I have this – obviously, I mean, I would – Gladly, I think I would accept the trade, but it's like I have this weird, like, I have a weird, nice, soft piece for Simmons, even though he doesn't step it up, but he's also only had two full years in the league, um, just because he's was the number one pick, how high we were to get him, so it would be tough to see him go, even though he needs to develop a shot. Either way, 
LeBron and the Lakers are a mess. It seems like wherever LeBron goes now is just a mess, even though it seems like he's very out, not even involved in the front office stuff, which might mean he's more involved. I don't know. Either way, I don't. I just I don't mind the Lakers just kind of being out. Out of I don't. The, I just. I. I don't mind LeBron being out of the storylines. I mean, you definitely called that this playoffs has been good because of no LeBron. But then I heard somebody say on uh, I think it was Chris something on obviously we talk about the herd a lot, but he was saying the only reason why this playoffs is good without LeBron is because there's a, there's a lot of game sevens. Well, no shit. That doesn't mean if LeBron's here or not, there's still games going to game seven because you have good teams playing against each other. So either way, I don't know. I don't know. Lakers can lo- suck and I'd be okay with it. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I, I was so sick of LeBron going to the finals. Thank God. I, you know what? I used to love LeBron, and I, I, I did. I honestly even considered him being better than Jordan back when he won a second title of Miami when he put on that amazing performance. Yeah. But then I really see he started showing his real true colors with L.A. this year. And I was kind of happy to see this. And I was kind of happy to – and it, it brought me back to loving Kevin Durant, which I've always been a big KD fan since these days in Texas. But we're going to go to the finals now. The matchups are Portland-Golden State, which uh, played tonight, and Milwaukee-Toronto. Now – my picks are Milwaukee in six and Golden State in seven. Golden State in seven is controversial is only if Kevin Durant misses, game, misses games one and two. Because if Golden State can't get Katie back to game four, I could see it being two one Portland. But the second Katie comes back, that series is over. They have nothing to match up with them. They have good bigs like Zach Collins who match up are just matchup nightmares for Draymond and the boys down low for Golden State. But at the same time, this is really going to test Steve Kerr's coaching prowess and see if he really is a good coach because you're playing without Boogie. You're playing with KD. You're going to have to go to guys like Jordan Bell and Sean Livingston <clears throat> to try to save your season. And a team like Portland, who already has lost guys, but they have guys like guys who get. And I'm gonna quote Colin Cowherd again. They got guys who get buckets. Cantor, Dame, CJ, Zach Collins. Like, there's a lot of guys who just get buckets, and that's what matters in the playoffs. Sometimes it doesn't matter how many threes you shoot per game. It matters how many points. It only matters who wins on the scoreboard. If you give me a guy who's gonna shoot 65% from inside the three-point arc. Versus a guy who shoots 35% from outside three. Taking the guy who shoots inside. Always. So, I think it's going to be a lot closer series. I think Portland's going to just give a hell of an effort. The only chance I have of Portland winning is if without if Kevin can't go till game four. And you have Portland up 2-1 or 3-1. Seriously. Um, yeah, I mean... I love Dame. Dame's one of my top five favorite players in the league. And I think there's a chance. It, it, before the KD injury, there was a point one. No, it was a 1% chance. But without the KD, now that KD's out to at least game three, I'm, I'm up and up to 25% chance the Warriors could the Warriors could lose. Seriously. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you there. Because you know I'm the fair weather bandwagon Warriors uh, fan over here. I'm a you. I'm 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 president of the Kevin Durant fan club, and you're knocking me off here. I am saying with or without Durant in the whole series, the Warriors will win in five games. Really? They will win the series. Holy or shit! Regardless, Can we get of this in right, please. <laughs> I just, oh as soon as it popped God. in my head, I was like, you know what? I'm going for it. I'm being bold. The Warriors are probably going to play even. They they beat the Rockets. They're not going to come off of a Rockets hangover because it's just the Rockets do it every year. It's the, they got the boys are back. The band's back. They already probably hear this. KD's leaving bullshit. They're just going to go out there, and they're going to dominate and let the league know that they're still the best, even without KD. KD can come back. If KD comes back, they might go to six. He might mess it up. 
He might mess it up. Well, I'm gonna Winning throw you. I'm gonna throw you. This is the scenario that our boy brought up today. I was listening to his podcast on the way home while I was stuck in traffic. Um, what if they smash Portland, but Milwaukee, who matches up for, like amazingly with Golden State? That's the, one of the reasons I took Golden State, uh, Milwaukee. Also, the fact is I want to win this bet. Um, even though I don't even know what we bet. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, come up, we'll come up with something a little better. With, it might be Mark buying me tickets to the Eagles game. And I, I think might it was really like a case of, or a bottle or something. I don't know. I, I feel like that wouldn't be my style, though. I feel like I'd go big or go home with something like this. Um. Anyway, I look at the fact that, and I, I agree with Colin Coward on this completely, is that if Kevin Durant comes back and they lose to Milwaukee, and it doesn't matter the, who the teams they played, that Milwaukee is a far superior team to Portland, we're looking at easily Kevin Durant. So, of course, he's already going to New York. But now, I, I just, I don't know. I just, it, it's, 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 it's a weird vibe to me. Now, this all depends on Milwaukee surviving. Because I think if Toronto beats Milwaukee, I'm handing, before even the series starts, I am handing the trophy to Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. I have no faith in Toronto. I had faith in them to beat – I barely had faith in them to beat your Sixers. Yeah, the Sixers you had out in the first round. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. <laughs> so, you know, I, I mean, I'm going to pick the Bucks too. I, I think it's a toss-up, honestly. You got such power with Kawhi on the Raptors and Giannis on the Bucks. It just depends on who wins the series out of those two. I mean, Bledsoe against Lowry. Lowry's annoying as hell. I can't stand – him again, like playing against him, but he does make some good plays as a point guard. And Bledsoe's kind of like this stocky, like running back that just gets to the hoop whenever he wants. Um, but I think the Bucks will pull the series off just because Toronto just had to go through that bloodbath of a seven-game series. But it doesn't matter because I'm still thinking the Warriors are just gonna end their dynasty on on a high note, and they're gonna win it again. So it doesn't matter. I just, I, I, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I have I have a feeling this is that weird year like when Detroit won where everyone's just like the fuck just happened like how did like I'm just gonna say you're gonna be pissed if Portland beats the Warriors that's all I'm saying no I'm not gonna be pissed at all if Portland beats the Warriors I'm gonna be like Portland versus Gold like Milwaukee let's go boy like I am hyped to see Dame versus like Giannis two players well, then it better be Giannis. a hell of a series because like everyone says. Everyone wants the upsets, but then when it gets to the finals, you don't get to see the like the the names and the best team and like uh, the only team like you want to see the Warriors lose, you're gonna want to see them lose in the absolute finals. That's when you're gonna want to see them lose. Well, I mean, even if I see a Dame Giannis final, I'm watching that. You're gonna watch it regardless. I'm saying is like it's the whole Patriots effect, like or it's like a Duke effect. When Duke's out, you're not as inclined to watch something or Tario like anything like that. You always want the you want the big names to lose, but then they I lose. You're saying, I'm just saying, you're really going to tell me you're going to sleep on a Dame Giannis final. Probably one of the most dominant. Mean we slept on a Portland hey, Denver screw, final. Screw the, the Warriors in this for a second. I'm talking straight up Dame versus Giannis. Somehow the Warriors sneak in there. They're like the Cinderella. They've knocked off the champions. The Warriors haven't missed the final since I was in fucking high school. Like. You're going to tell me – or I was a freshman in high school. You're going to tell me you don't want to see – like Dame, the best scoring point guard in the league, yes, he's better than Russ's scoring, versus the best, like, like most dominant guy within 15 feet of the rim in Giannis. Dude, I would watch all every minute of that series because you have two guys – it's like David versus Goliath size-wise, but you have two teams who match up so weirdly together. I would be so hyped for it. And it's also it's the two most remotely isolated teams. I mean, po- possibly tossing like you know Minnesota and uh, I don't know like Memphis, but like it's it's just a great kind of like I, I don't know. I love I love anarchy and parody, as you all know. But this is crazy to me. Yeah. So 
all this talk. I mean, that's what I love. You know, we all we talk about is who's going to win it all. But at the end of the day, it's it's the Warriors. I'm still so. holding fast to Milwaukee being the champions. So there you go. I would be like, I mean, like I said, I'd rather if the Warriors are going to lose, I don't want them to lose this round. I want them to lose in the finals. And if it's to Toronto, ugh. if it's the Bucks, cool. Good for you, honest. Yeah, I honestly I was talking to a friend of mine. She works for the NHL. She's in their PR department. She's in their social media department. And she was talking to me about, like, you know, marketing for Giannis. And I said, what do you think? And she goes, well, here's the thing about Giannis. He's this foreign guy who came over. His story is amazing. And then you throw in the fact he's just a for- – like, there's not been nothing like him. You can't compare him to anybody because his ath- amount of athleticism is just insane with his size. If he develops a th- any kind of jump shot in the offseason, it's over. He's the best player on the planet. Like, move over Kevin Durant, because as much as I think Kevin Durant's the best player on the planet, and I will stick to that, Giannis with a jump shot's terrifying to me, because Giannis is a better defender, and Giannis is better inside. So Yeah, when you're a freak of nature, it helps. All right. So, folks, that wraps up for our finals coverage. We'll, I will be probably back with Jack later in the week, but right now, time to kick some smooth jazz back all right folks so last uh earlier in the week i heard an update from chris haynes when he was on the herd as we referenced him a lot Haynes, that's what i was trying to think of chris haynes yes chris haynes one of the guys on fox sports one great nba writer said he got a text from kevin durant when james when the rockets were up by like six with a couple minutes left in the game he goes we're winning this game he tech kevin durant responded when he goes y'all ready for game seven and he goes Nah, we win in this. Kevin Durant responded, "Go, nah, we win in this game." And then I also now, apparently, according to a couple of people, that it's a hundred percent that Kevin Durant's going to New York. Why am I excited about this, folks? I lo- I've over the season grown to love Kevin Durant for a couple reasons. Yes, he may be vain on Twitter, and he may have fake Twitter accounts, and he may be a little insecure. People think about him, but at the same time. He also has a killer instinct that LeBron never had. He wants to be the best more than anything else. And if by some miracle, or not a miracle, by some horrible like turn of events that the Warriors win again this year, Kevin Durant will most likely get a Finals MVP for the third straight year in a row. Tying him with LeBron for titles. Now, y'all know how much I dislike LeBron James. And it only it's the last couple years. I you know, I loved LeBron when he was in Miami. Maybe it's Cleveland. I just I, I can't stand the caps. And maybe it's the fact that he went to a, a place and tried to overshadow one of my favorite players of all time, Kobe Bryant. You know how much I love Kobe. I still think he's better than LeBron of all time. And the more and more LeBron fucks up, the more and more I still think it I'm right. Anyway, Kevin Durant to me has come closer and closer to LeBron because of how... Yes, everyone talks about how LeBron, you know, he... Kevin Durant, I mean, sorry, Kevin Durant went to the big... Went to Golden State with 72 wins. I'm going to remind you something. When LeBron made the decision, he went to Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, both in their prime. And you're going to tell me that in their primes... Dwayne Wade, Bosch, and LeBron versus versus Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. I'm taking the Miami Heat big three. Miami kid. And with even, like, the rest of the positions even. So, like, you know, like, both teams have a very even center. Both teams have even power forward, point guard, whatever. And all I'm saying is that people give Kevin Durant so much crap for that because, oh, he ruined the NBA. No. LeBron made the West East weak because every year was LeBron going to the Eastern Finals. Didn't matter who was playing him. But this year, we have a possibility of Kawhi versus Golden State or Giannis versus Golden State or even Golden State not winning at all now that Kevin Durant's out. Kevin Durant, the centerpiece of this final argument we have to appreciate what Kevin Durant really is 
most people do not have a killer instinct in the NBA anymore. Very few guys have it. You see it a little bit in guys like, you know, the, the, the generation of guys like Embiid and Towns and Devin Booker. But really you see it in guys like Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard, guys who, Kawhi Leonard, guys who will just go like, I'm going to end your season with one jump shot, literally, Damian Lillard, Kawhi Leonard. What we need to appreciate about Kevin Durant is he's an unstoppable force on offense and a good defender on defense. He's the best player in this league currently. I will second that. I will double down on that. Giannis needs a jump shot. Even when Zion comes in next year, I don't care how good of a year he has. So the respect and the fact that Kevin Durant could go to New York, and I live in the New York area, if you guys haven't noticed that by now. I will go to see multiple Nick games next year, even if I play my Wolves, because I want to see Kevin Durant play live. For the respect I have for his game, I've loved Durant since he was in Texas. I rooted for him when he was taking on Kobe back when they were with the Gasol years. I rooted for him when they took on LeBron the Heat in that second in that first finals. And to the to double down on my point. I appreciate I think when it is all said and done, Durant will be praised higher than LeBron all time. I think Le- Durant will finish with more titles. He may win one in New York. I am dead serious. I don't see LeBron winning another title at least in LA. If he gets traded to Philadelphia like we said earlier in the show, sure. Get sent to another contender, sure, could win a title. Kevin Durant to me, quietly, as everyone's hated on him for being part of the Warriors, kind of just dismissed him a little bit. And LeBron's kind of in the center of attention. Kevin Durant slowly creeped up on LeBron. Because this year kind of was like everyone's like, oh, LeBron needs an off year. He couldn't afford one with Kevin Durant breathing down his neck. Because Durant went from being a mile away from LeBron to being to being sniffing his backside. Like right up on him. Right ca- ch- catching up with him in a foot race with uh, two or three strides. So I want you guys, can, all you folks who listen, to consider this. Before you rip on Kevin Durant for going to the 72-win team or 73 Who gives a shit? That team didn't win a title. They lost to LeBron. Durant goes there, they become an unstoppable force. I don't consider a team legitimate until they win a title. They could win fucking 81 games and lose one. Or the Patriots and win 16 games and then lose in the Super Bowl to to Opie and the New York Giants. Opie being Eli Manning. To me, everyone discounts the fact that that Warriors team before Durant got there won a title against a shorthanded LeBron team. You talk to if you talk to me right now, you tell me I can get a healthy Kyrie, Kevin Love, and LeBron against that first Warriors team that won that first title my sophomore year of college, and me and Marks too. I'm telling you LeBron wins in seven. So we really are undervaluing Kevin Durant. And honestly, that's how I look at this. So yeah, they may play better without Durant in this series. It's not gonna matter because the Bucks match up really well against Golden State. And Durant's going to go to New York, possibly win a title there, or go to Dallas, or go to Philly, wherever the hell he goes. I'm telling you right now, Durant's the best of our generation. LeBron has been in the spotlight, but secretly, right underneath his nose, has been the best player. He is odd. He gets Twitter fights through his fake Twitter accounts. He goes to the better team. He abandons a small market team, but in the end of the our, that fits our generation. So Kevin Durant, to me, is fourth all-time ahead of LeBron if he wins another title before LeBron does. That's my final point. Boom. Drop the mic. I, 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 you know, I've been thinking about you know, so far, I've, been, I've been thinking about that one for months. And it, it, the more and more I start listening, but I start looking at Durant's body of work, and I'm like, <laughs> you know what? It actually kind of makes sense. So that's all I got. Mark, you got anything else? For me... Today is the the change of a franchise's life tonight. Obviously, we're recording this right before. Pray for my Timberwolves. <laughs> I will, I will be. That I think I'd be more shocked of that than the quadruple doink. 
I really think that I would Listen, be Listen, if we get Kobe White, I'm still happy. But you know what? It'd be cool if we got John Moran or Zion, all right? Like, like pray, Mark, as much as I hope, pray for your Sixers, pray for my Timberwolves a little bit, all right? The Sixers have a 1% chance of getting a top pick. I saw that, which is crazy to me. Which <laughs> is wild. I would hope, honestly, if we want to have a last call for me, that's not even a last call, but John Morant over Zion, if you're the Sixers, and then get rid of Simmons. I don't know. I'm done. I'm, I need to end it before I get in trouble. All right. That about wraps it up, folks. We're about to hit the, the one-hour mark. We're back. We'll be regularly. Now our vacation's over. Mark most likely will be here later in the week, but I'll probably have Jack O'Hara or another host on to go on with me. So we'll be back regularly to talk during the offseason. It's going to be a fun ride because we got the draft coming up. we got NBA Finals. So you guys have a good night. We will talk to you guys later in the week. This episode of The Corner Booth has been brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow your host on Twitter at BellyUpJared and at Mark Riley.